Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of the Avoiding Chores podcast. I'm your host, Jim Sear, and this podcast is all about some Garmin, some outdoor recreation in my neck of the woods here in Atlantic Canada, and of course, what I do to avoid chores. All right, let's start with a round of Q&As. These are comments left over on either my YouTube channel or avoidedchores.com or gps.training on the various Garmin tutorials I have here. Since I haven't done an episode the last couple weeks, might be uh, quite a few uh, questions here. So let's start off here. Brian Steele posted here on my activating InReach Explorer. And it says here, when I set it outside, it seems to be stuck on waiting for confirmation. I had it out there for an hour. So I wrote to him, Brian, it must be something up with uh, with the system. Ironically, I did, within the time frame that he sent that email, I did get an, an email from InReach, because I'm a current subscriber, uh, that there is a message delay. So I'm thinking he was trying to activate the InReach, and there just happens to be a delay. Uh, I would recommend calling support and get them to manually re-push or resend the activation so that you can activate the device on the plane. This rarely happens. I did this at the very beginning, the very first generation of InReach. I had to do that again. Um, normally, especially now, and the same thing with the Zolio, these new devices, when you do stuff on the website, as soon as you pay with that credit card to enable the service plan that you've selected, you know, 20, 30 minutes to get provisioned, bring the device outside and just let it do its normal pinging. Now, depending on the defaults, defaults is 10 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever it is, uh, that might be uh, an issue too. And actually, that's one thing I forgot to put in that comment here, that it could be the interval. So, But it, I assume he's out of the box, so it's 10-minute interval. So, uh, yeah, easiest way, call support. And I got Jeff, uh, he was commenting on an old eTrex 20 unboxing initial setup video. And I had um, added the 22X label to all those videos uh, because when the 22X or 32X came out, I read through the manual and I noticed that there is no difference. And I think if you've watched some of my live streams on YouTube, I have confirmed that they did not update much of anything on this new 22X or 32X. They may have updated the chip to be a little bit faster, but everything is the same. Display looks the same, UI is the same, you know, the case colors little is different. They didn't even bother updating the the USB port. You still got to use that micro, uh, not micro, just a regular uh, mini or micro. It's the big, not the big USB port, it's the second big one. Not the slim one they use on smartphones and tablets now. is the, the next size up. And like try to find a cable with that because you've been moving on to micro and now USB-C. So anyway, so I replied to Jeff here. This is that, you know, really the UI is really is identical. And uh, I am building out a 22X because I did buy the device. And I'm building out the, the videos for that. So you'll see a lot of repetition in that playlist, but you should be able to, it, it, basically, if you see any 20, if you look up my eTrex 20 videos and you have the 22X, uh, you're, you're, you're fine. You're gonna be able to do everything you need to do. Uh, <laughs> Spank Yanks. <laughs> uh, 
uh, commented here on my Garmin Vivo Active 4, how to join Wi-Fi networks. So he says here, you can't get his to connect to Wi-Fi. Literally tried everything. So the only thing that I could think of is that the Wi-Fi that he is connecting to just happens to have a different security protocol that the Garmin doesn't promote. So you have web keys and W something something or HES. I don't know. I, uh, if you don't have any problems connecting any other devices to the Wi-Fi network, then there could be something wrong. There could be a software update, uh, depending how you got it. If it's new out of the box, it should work. What... Uh, I would say maybe case-sensitive, of course, to the Wi-Fi network. Who knows? Uh, but anyway, that's that. First thing, software update. Anytime you get any issues, do that to fix that. Uh, Jithin uh, Monahan uh, comments on the Vivo Active 3, how to start an outdoor activity. So on his uh, Vivo Active 4, he says, wait on GPS mode and doesn't turn ready. Uh, he says here, last bike, bike ride I went ahead without waiting it to show. And after uploading the connect, you could see the right map. They're showing properly. How is this happening? Did they catch a signal between or something? That's usually odd behavior. Uh, basically, um, the way the way that this works on the newer devices is that when you first go outside, get the GPS um, location... It will store some of that almanac for a few days so that next time when you do the activity, you'll start up quicker because it knows which satellites should be in the air. The only caveat to that is if you travel, let's say, more than 100 kilometers or 200 kilometers, it might take a little bit longer. It could happen here. It just happens that when he started off, he just had enough of a signal. He maybe had maybe two or three birds connected that he could get a general sense where he is maybe his bike ride he had very good environment where he didn't have any trees very flat very open so that the accuracy might be a little off but it still showed afterwards that it was kind of accurate but anyway that's that's my thoughts on that one here um the comment here steven was commenting on the leatherman uh surge on custom customization that i did on it and just my regular leatherman haul and he asked how is the etching holding up on the surge is it actually etched on the middle surface or just on top of the surface so you have the option now when you order a Leatherman from the leatherman.com website to customize certain tools you can have laser engraved etching on it different patterns and all that stuff. Kind of like the Dejo knives uh, that you can do. Um, I got mine. I got avoiding drawers etched on it. Honestly, I have not used the Surge much because it is in my bike kit when I go fat biking. I should probably swap it out to something towards like the Blaze or the Sidekick so, so I get a real feel. It is a heavy-duty tool. And you know what? I should probably put it in my high rotation <laughs> kit, i.e. Uh, in the house, not uh, buried in the bag that I want to use it a few times a year. Uh, moving on to another uh, question here on, this is a question on my Malibu, my Ocean Kayak Malibu 2. And uh, actually, I recently sold my Ocean Kayak. Uh, it's a, it was a tandem sit-on-top kayak. I wasn't using it. I haven't used it in a, over a year 
And since we were doing all the house stuff, I uh, kind of sold it. But uh, Colleen says uh, he she recently bought the same pink, and that's what I bought it. It was like hot pink. <laughs> I painted it on top. But anyway, uh, apparently you can. F there is a serial number, and I'm like, I was not aware there there even is or was a serial number etched to these things. Definitely, uh, I would have known because I painted it and took a lot of close look on it and I was opting to do customization so I don't know where the serial number is. I don't think they're supposed to be used one. The other thing is is that my specific one is actually quite a bit older than some of the newer ones so uh, I don't know why you would need the serial number to be quite honest with you but anyway. Um, okay so this one here from Syraplang was mentioning on a, a the GPS map 62 video I did about area calculation. And his question was, how can I plot the boundary and print it out? So basically, when you do area calculation, it will actually record a track, like a new activity, right? The only difference with the area calculation is that it has a little bit of information on the interface for you to start, stop, and then gives you like a calculation afterwards. But the point is, that GPS track is still on your device. So you can plug it in, wrap, extract that GPX, and then bring it into whatever mapping program, GPS mapping program you need. And then you can you know, plot it on the map. You can import the GPX into Google Maps, I think. You can still do that. And uh, you can do a bunch of stuff. So there's as long, the, the big key takeaway is, as long as you can get that GPX, all that data will be in that GPX. And then you just layer that on top of whatever mapping product you use. Um, crazy fucking crackers. One, <laughs> comments on my inReach sending location between inReach users in real time. So this is where I do uh, the inReach to inReach messaging. So uh, can you do this with the EarthMate app? Yes, you can. You just need to send it as a message and make sure that you have the recipient. So if it's another inReach user, you have their internal inReach address, it's a different email address. And basically, um, yeah, when you receive it, tap on the map pin, view message details. Um, you can also uh, send them a waypoint, start doing navigation and all that stuff. So uh, you don't need to do stuff necessarily on the inReach Explorer or the SC, the older models. Uh, as long as you have the EarthMate app, you can do a lot of stuff on it. They haven't updated it too, too much lately, but at least you can do stuff. Um, Trintail Terror comments on my installing Garmin Maps on SD card. So he was worried about uh, trying to get maps for California. He was going like basically the West Coast, Oregon, Oregon, and Washington. He's using GPS File Depot or trying has having trouble putting the, the maps on his device. Basically, the easiest way is to use the OpenStreetMap maps, and there's a website, garmin.openstreetmap.nl. This is a buddy that does an extract from OpenStreetMap and generates compatible Garmin maps. And they have it in different sessions, uh, versions, I should say, that you can either install it in Basecamp or be basically... Uh, self-contained so you can just drop it on an SD card or just drop it on the device if you have it plugged into USB that would be my recommendations especially now 
Garmin is using on some of their products, their Garmin Topo Active, which uses the hybrid OpenStreetMap and some of their Garmin base map or base layer information. So OpenStreetMap, way to go. Uh, still getting some comments here on the Fitbit Alta, how to reboot, restart. Again, uh, it's old. There's been three iterations of the Alta, probably out of date. Um, comment here, uh, Pet Pat comments on the Cold Steel Vorger large tanto knife review that I did a while ago. This was one of the very few knife reviews that I did, but anyway, he bought his in 1995. The tanto looks like a little mini samurai sword. This is, I think, I got the large one. Somebody was arguing with me that I had the XL or whatever, it was indeed the large one. It is a big freaking knife. If you want a big knife to like intimidate people the voyager tanto the no cold steel voyager large tanto you can get this in uh, medium or extra large too but large is good enough eugene comments on my garmin instinct um, because i did a video where you can set up the metronome for activities right and when you walk you want to walk at a certain pace you can have a metronome he comments here, he can use the metronome for playing music, which is true. I use an app as I try to learn banjo playing. Avoiding chores. It's been a busy couple weeks. Took a little break from the podcast schedule. Apologize to everybody who were expecting a weekly upload. Uh, like I said last time, we were getting the house ready to put on the market. House was on the market for two days. Uh, we accepted an offer. We received multiple offers. We accepted the best one that worked for us. We actually closed this week. And now we're finishing up the final details on the new place. And that won't close until the winter. A little bit of a shortage for building materials. A little bit of backlog for building permits and all that stuff. So it's taking a little bit longer for us to get into our new place. But luckily we got a, the right offer that uh, was the best for us. We actually left uh, money on the table uh, just because of the way the market has been just overly crazy with uh, the housing market here in Halifax. So basically we opted, we got the house show ready and uh, I decided to do a weekend of truck camping by myself at Five Islands Provincial Park and the girls went to PEI or Prince Edward Island, some beach time. And uh, you know what? I still like my truck tent. Had a little bit of rain, and my first night, luckily I had enough time to set up uh, the tent, had supper. It was a little too windy to set up the dinner fly, and I really need to work. I think that's my next option. I really need to work on some type of awning that can be set up pretty fast and one person, right? When you're, when you're two people, you can, you, know, you can set things up pretty easily, but I was by myself. I was having, and I had no trees. It was totally open campsite, so I had a lot of difficulty setting things up here. But uh, I basically used all my new uh, new camp gear. I uh, used that new Sea to Summit X Set 31, which was replacing the Bugaboo camp set that I had. Uh, I really like that X Set 31. It worked out perfectly when you use it on a burner or jet boil, all that stuff. So that worked out pretty good. And uh, some of the new, I also got a new air mattress. I had used the Thermarest Base Camp, which I had for well over 10 years. 
Nothing wrong with it, but it's just very bulky. Took a lot of room. That could have been, you know, taken up uh, the space of the uh, camping chair. So I went to Cabela's right before the day of. I said, man, they got to be something. Went to Cabela's and uh, speaking about Cabela's getting picked dry, holy moly, there is nothing left there. Luckily, I was able to find the last, it was on sale, a Climate Velux air mattress. And the Velux, a little bit extra wide, 30 inches wider. And that worked out actually really good. I'm actually super impressed by this air mattress. So we did that. And uh, yeah, I mean, had a, had a good time here. So now that we have the house thing all basically figured done, done and over with, uh, we're just going to focus on the new stuff. And uh, actually, we're going to be getting ready for what's left of the summer because really, we only have a couple more weeks left, and now we got to deal with the home return to school. segment of stuff I like Keen sandals right Keen footwear very popular company around these uh, neck of the woods and some of the products that has been solid over the last few years has been the sandals and I had to upgrade a new pair of sandals last week had to say goodbye to my hemp uh, Newports and I needed to get a new pair of Newports, and I found some at Cabela's. And uh, you know what? Keen has been a very interesting brand over the last years. I was an ambassador actually uh, a number of years ago, so I was able to get you know four pairs of shoes and uh, and do a bunch of stuff. And actually, I still have of the four, two are still in my rotation. Uh, they don't make one of them anymore, but I do have one of the CNX sandals. I think it's the Clearwater that I have. That's still very functional, very good too. I think they've been updating it. I think they, I think they have something called the Hydro now, which is still on the CNX. So it, the CNX is the minimalist shoe, so you don't have any support. Very thin, very light, perfect for camping or boating, that kind of stuff. It, it fits very nicely. And then, uh, what was the other one? I think it was like called the Venti. It was a hiking boot, but they don't make that one anymore. And I, I used that boot once in a while. It's a very lightweight hiking boot, and uh, that was pretty good. But basically, I still got three Keens with those two, and then the, the new pair of Newport sandals. Uh, I'm good to go. And uh, one of the reasons why I like the Newport sandals, even the CNX sandals, uh, one, you know, it gives it gives you uh, that toe protection you need. You have your various webbing uh, colors and styles. I opted for the leather for this one here. Uh, on the new ports, you have a lot more support on it. So your foot support is pretty good. And the rubber itself lasts a lot longer. You know, I was even though the other pair of new ports that I had uh, underneath the tread, the tread was actually still very good. Uh, didn't show any of the signs you would see, let's say a sneaker, you know, when you once time to switch a sneaker. It's just that the webbing or the material that goes over your foot, that was just breaking apart. Uh, the inside sole 
that was starting to, to go. So it, 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 and then I was trying to calculate how old it was. It was well over 10 years old. <laughs> that sandal, it did, it did its part. Very durable. But there's a comment that always comes up from people when I talk about how, how happy I'm always with Keen stuff is that people end up with garbage Keens. And I'm really starting to think, <coughs> I'm really starting to think if it's the fact of where you get your Keens. You know, I always buy my Keens. Well, one, Keens I would get from either Keen itself or from one of these outdoor stores, high-end outdoor stores. And, you know, other than regular wear, like, for example, if I, if I put in 400 kilometers of hiking on a pair of shoes or boots, I don't expect that those pairs of boots or shoes to last beyond what there is. If I can get a season, a half, two seasons of it, that's great. And that's normal, right? But, you know, there's a lot of people who would have failing uh, keens or they just, you know, it just doesn't last. Even my wife, uh, the missus, you know, she bought a pair of keens, I think with hiking shoes, and uh, I think she got them in one of these, these discount places. And I'm starting to think whether or not these discount places are not the A, the A batch. It's probably the B batch. Maybe the quality is maybe not so good. Maybe. Uh, you know, but then again, you know, if you, if you remember Keith from the Hangouts there, he got himself uh, a pair of uh, Keen work boots, actually. And he just loves them, right? You know, he, that, you know getting him getting those work boots, you know, and using them in the quality... He was able to. So I have to say that it's pretty much hit and miss. You know, I think I think the best thing you can do is order direct, you know, or order from I would say the high end outdoor stores. Uh, stay away from the discount now, or, or I guess you say if you get it from discount, you know, expect some issues. I think that's that correlation there. But otherwise, I, I have to say I, the kings that I have. Love them. Even those that are not a part of that rotation, I wore the bejesus out of them. So, you know, and plus I'm a little bit heavier guy too, so it's normal if you're putting hundreds of kilometers on something, it's not last. Sandals, I wear them, you know, not that often, right? Four months out of the year, maybe. Maybe not every day. Maybe the odd weekend. So, you know, the sandals obviously will last a little bit longer. But, you know, if I, was, if I were to say somebody who's new to the brand, you know, start with the sandals. Go with a nice pair of Newports. CNX line looks really good. And I give those a, a try. Uh, I know they, they, they're playing around with their shoes and their boots. I think they're work boots. I think, I think work boots would be pretty good to look at. Uh, for the sneakers or hiking shoes and boots, you know, these are something that season season and a half if you really are doing the activity and that is stuff that i like folks leave a comment leave me a message or a comment on uh, the podcast about do you agree with this assessment depending where you go get your keens i know it's, it's very you talk to some people and it's, they have very very uh, direct opinions about it so i'd like to hear, hear what you guys think of it Last week of July and first week of August is usually uh, the time of year where a lot of folks from uh, my neck of the woods where I grew up would uh, take vacation, go see their parents, go back home and do 
high school reunions because it's been a few years since I graduated high school and uh, actually 30 years this year. I am that old. And uh, yeah, so they had their uh, event in uh, not my hometown, uh, the town that I went to, to school. I, li- I grew up in a rural area. I had to go to the next community to go to school there and where my dad was the teacher, my uncle was the principal, and my aunt was also a teacher there. So you could pretty much imagine how my uh, my K-1 to 9 exposure went. <laughs> Didn't, you know, couldn't do much uh, with that type of supervision. But uh, with the uh, advent of Facebook and live streaming... I saw people got together last night, and uh, it was nice to see people virtually uh, doing stuff there. And uh, there were some faces I have not seen in 30, if not 35 years, because, like I said, grew up in a rural area. There's quite a few of the kids that grew up, uh, the boys mostly. Uh, Once you got up to a certain age, meaning uh, when you were allowed to drive stuff when you were 16... Uh, you some of them didn't make it to high school. You had to go and start working for your dad or for whatever, driving trucks, logging, whatever. Uh, puts a puts a big damper in your academic career for sure. And uh, sure enough, I was scrolling through pictures this morning, and uh, there's quite a few faces like, wow, I have not seen these guys in quite a few times. So it's actually kind of nice. Some people have not aged. At all, they look exactly the same. You can pick them out. That's so and so and whatever. Others is like, mm, hang on, hang on, hang on. The grays. Mm, try to figure that out. So anyway, it was nice. Hopefully, uh, they'll do another iteration soon. I can get to attend. I was only able to make it to my tenth uh, anniversary. Twenty didn't work out, and then of course this wouldn't work out. The the little one actually had her birthday. On the same day, so we definitely couldn't couldn't do that. So, but yeah, high school stuff. So now you know I'm trolling Facebook, going through all the people's profiles, see what they've been up to and stuff like that. And you know what used to be my best friends back in the day. Lost track of all of them actually. Very few people I talked to. You know, there's there's you know the odd one that would pop up here and there asking recommendations for, you know, their kids are doing work terms here in Halifax and they want some, some <laughs> opinions or pointers where to find an apartment and that kind of stuff. So, But other than that, you don't really hear too, too much about uh, stuff going on. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. You know, it's always interesting to see see how, how people are doing and stuff like that, so... Anyway, high school reunion. Now I'm getting all uh, depressed. I should probably find a beer. And that's it for this week's episode. Hopefully you found it uh, entertaining for this week. Next few days we'll be uh, heading out for a little staycation here. We originally were going to do some camping, but there's going to be some hurricane remnants, tropical storm remnants that's currently in Florida. And it's coming up the East Coast, and uh, the forecast looks wet to begin with. And uh, we opted to do something else. So uh, you probably uh, expect some some content. So usually 
uh, the the staycations, I get kind of creative and do some stuff. Uh, I still got some stuff, just uh, just a reminder, uh, there's some new stuff that you probably will see eventually on the Zolio YouTube channel, and that's that satellite, uh, two-way satellite messaging device. I also did a live stream uh, this morning on a nice hike in Cole Harbor along the Trans-Canada Trail, Heritage Trail. So you can check that out. Basically, steady cam, not a lot of talking. I got eaten alive by mosquitoes. You can check that out. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Check out the websites, and we'll talk to you guys later.